Shiva Kamini Samakanda Krampages! A five day long Easter round allowed plenty of time for Shiva mistakes to be made. Now after five rounds, the season is beginning to take shape. Before Benny leaves the country, soak in all his Benny-ness. Yep, on a post-Easter Shiva Blast! handful of rounds into the season that is round five done post easter how are you benny macca i'm pretty flat out at the moment mate so i've i've made time for the shiva blast which is something that <laughs> we don't usually do but well, you're heading out of the country yes i fly out to uh the u.s on friday morning so it means i have to set all my teams on uh on the plane um before i get on the on the big plane so i'm I'm going to be up against it this week, but I'm uh, hopefully I can get it all sorted. So is this secret Benny work business, or are you going with the fam? Like, how's this uh, how's this working out for you? Yeah, going for work. So, I, but I'll be over there for this weekend and the next weekend as well. So, I, I did if I if I can get two wins, I'll be happy. I did appreciate your suggestion that uh, oh maybe I can still do the Shiva Blast. Um, it'll be about seven o'clock in the morning for me if I did it. I could just. Um, I'm putting together the scenario in my head where you're in a hotel room and you're yelling violently into a microphone to a man recording on the other side of the world about fantasy football. And just, it's, it's beautiful. Look, to be honest, I was really hoping that my token gesture, you were like, Oh no, 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 no. It's okay. I'll think of something. But, uh... I, I work in media, mate. I like a spectacle and I like, <laughs> I, I like getting across difficult hurdles as well. So there is something appealing about it for me. I mean, I don't like you generally here on the podcast, but maybe Boston would make you more tolerable. Look, I haven't ruled it out. Let's just see how we go when I'm over there. Okay. Well, one thing we brought in last week was Benny Macca's week in 10 words. Uh, Benny is a cunt! You know, I went for the gavel, but... I, I, I hit that button instead. Uh, Benny, 10 words. How did you go this week? 14-49, got a win. Uh, second in my division, but, you know, not a great score, but not a bad one either. All right, you took too many words there at the end. Uh, too much waffle. Radio, you've got to keep things short. you got to keep it shiny. Word economy is what they talk about a lot of the time, Benny. Oh, how'd you go, mate? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save that. I forgot to put out the Bad Beeps prompt in our Facebook group, the DT Shiva Facebook group this week. And I reckon my win slash loss, whatever happened, my result this week would constitute... <laughs> my win slash loss. Oh, jeez, I wonder which side you're on. Uh, I'm still Radio 101 in here, Ben. <laughs> Just keep the mystery. You know, keep it hooked in what happened, You Damon. elongated the, uh, the word that you wanted there. You've given it away. Damon noises, Damon noises. All right, let's do the headlines. Extra, extra. The only place you can hear the Shiva Blast headlines is on the Shiva Blast. Here are your headlines this week. Hurry up and finish, you musical fuckwits. Did Damon win or did he lose? You don't know, Benny. <laughs> uh, I mean, speaking of jokes that may or may not land, Benny, um, can you just run us through a joke of yours that just flopped in the DT Shiva messenger group? Well, I was trying to call my brother a povo because he, he's gone on a caravan holiday and uh, Duth did not take kindly to it. <laughs> Uh, I haven't heard anyone called Povo in about twenty years. Is that still uh, is still is that still a term of endearment in Gola? That's why I thought it was funny. I was trying to I was trying to make a joke, given he's my brother as well. So I'd basically be calling myself a Povo. 
Maybe that's why this podcast has gone nowhere, Benny. That, that's yeah. his sense of humour. Nobody, nobody knows the layers of my comedy. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk uh, some of the Shiva considerations out of the headlines this week. We actually just got news tonight, Benny, uh, that a couple of extra Fremantle players have entered health and safety protocols, uh, including Heath Chapman and Hayden Young. Uh, Connor Blakely in the mix as well. Remember him? No, I don't remember him, but I do remember Chapman because I've got him. So uh, that's annoying. He's been doing reasonably well. Uh, just off the top of your head, do you know what he's averaging? 70.8. Eh, that's handy. That's better than some of the people I'm running at the <laughs> moment, I like Noah Bolter. <laughs> but yes. No, he's been going all right. Well, Heath Chapman is out this week, uh, so you're going to have to make some adjustments there. Uh, I, I suppose in this situation, what you're hoping is that it doesn't spread throughout more of the Dockers. Uh, although you should have never picked a Docker in the first place. Um I mean, you've seen what's happened with the the Eagles over the last month. Um, not handy for fantasy. Yeah, and I don't want to talk about my team, but I've got lots of Frio players this year. So it's going to be bad. Cam Gorda, please uh, put your critique in the comments. Uh, Benny, uh, one thing that caught my eye this week was the changes that came into AFL fantasy. Now, we know uh, through previous season, it's not always mirrored what happens in Ultimate Footy in AFL fantasy, of course. Uh, UF had their first positional change after the third round. Um, AFL Fantasy does theirs before the 6th, the 12th, and the 18th rounds of the season. But if we're talking indicators here, I've just made a short list of extra names that we haven't had changed in UF so far, at least to the best of my knowledge. I'm happy to be uh, corrected here. Um, That would be big changes in round six. Dane Zorko probably at the top of that list. He's picked up defensive status in AFL Fantasy, Zorka owners would be stoked if they got that. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's been talk of him, you know, limping around off halfback, but he's played every game so far. So, um, yeah, good luck to him. Well, the thing is, he's limping around, sure, but he's actually still getting a ton of the footy. Like, he's, he's turned up a couple of times. Um, yeah, he's still a fantastic option. Uh, David Swallow and Brandon Ellis, neither of them having fantastic seasons, but surely with an extra position there that would be um, a great addition to them. Uh, Angus Brayshaw. Now, a, a name w- who has been tarnished over the last couple of seasons, but seems to have picked up Sans Christian Salem in the Demon squad at the moment. Uh, scored 140-odd the other week. Again, um, getting very loose on the actual knowledge here. But uh, <laughs> Angus Brayshaw with that extra position would be very welcome. The The problem there is when Salem does come back, does he go back to his defensive wing role like he had uh, in the last couple of years? Get defensive status, sell him. Yeah. Well, and the problem with adding defender from a midfielder is if um, if he's – unless you've got a really deep midfield, you're probably fielding him anyway. So um, it, it probably doesn't help you as much as it might have otherwise because our defensive line's pretty deep actually this year. The, the forwards are the ones that we really want. Also, uh, well, speaking of, Benny, I wanted to point out two of these guys. Um, in previous seasons, they've been real tough, kind of in and under. I would say both Harms and Liberatore, um, you know, you're 80 to 90 averaging mids. You know, guys that are just kind of there to pad your score. They're never going to have – every now and then you might get that random game where they score big, but, you know, you can just rely on them for that steady average. Um, both having seasons a little bit reduced, forward status could really keep them in your squad. Yeah, well, I just looked and they're they're averaging 82 and 84 respectively. Well, that's better than I thought. Puts, 
Yeah. And it probably that probably puts them top twenty um, forwards. So that makes them turns them into F twos. Massive. Yeah. When so- they probably would have been about F uh, uh, C fives or something like that. So we're looking at these changes uh, mid next week. So after round six, none of this is guaranteed. You know, in the past, ultimate footy has definitely been uh, more reticent to add positions, particularly to big names. But uh, we got a couple in that first round. Scott Pendlebury got it. Uh, Nick Dacos, even though he's a debutant, um, you know, he also got his defensive status. Maybe we're seeing a changing of the guard. Uh, can certainly help balance your team. Um also wanted to point out this week, Benny, uh, last week we looked at the top 10 scorers. This week I wanted to just put an asterisk next to some players who may not have been drafted high ADP or as high as their, you know, people that are scoring this well, but players that are doing unexpectedly well out of the first five rounds of the year. Jack Sinclair, he's the third overall scoring defender at the moment. Where did that come from? Like, we, there was no preseason hype at all about Jack Sinclair. And, you know, he's shown glimpses that he could score relatively well in the past, but nobody has thought that he would come out and average 100-odd in the um, in the first five rounds of the year. You'd be so stoked with that. And it looks like a role that's going to continue. He's actually got plenty of plaudits in the media as well. Um, you know, I, I think it, it's a really steady role for him. So yeah, Jack Sinclair owners get around that. Uh, Tom Green. Um, again, like every every season, there's, there's a couple of breakouts. I put um, Andrew Brayshaw in that category um, in terms of the jump that he's taken. But Tom Green, don't sleep on him either. He's in the top dozen mid. So he's sitting 12th at the moment for points scored. Yeah, and he had an uh, uh, average uh, draft position of 151. Um, yeah. And Sinclair was oh, well, that was Callum uh, 137 so those are the sorts of guys that can just win you a year if you pick them up and 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 kind of you know not necessarily nail the rest of your picks but as long as you don't have a pick that it's a, a disaster you're probably getting at least 30 or 40 more points than um <laughs> than what the the people taken around him were every season Betty I've got a player that becomes someone that haunts me through fantasy. Now, I I'm, I don't do AFL fantasy, but what I do do is a hell of a lot of draft leagues, right? Um, and so I, I tend to, because of the number of leagues that I do, I, I tend to encounter similar players week after week. One player that's haunting me this year, um, in the sense that every time I face up against him, he scores well, is Mark Blitzavs. Now, he is a, a back and a ruck. Um, he scored 240s out of his first five scores of the season, but... He's sitting eighth for the Rucks, and uh, he's put out some decent scores in there as well. Yeah, and just you—he's—he's he's always had that ability to do it. It's just whether he gets that role Gotta or whether he goes way. back to um lockdown yeah. <laughs> defender. I just want to go back to um to talking about Green and uh, and Sinclair for a second. These are the sorts of players that you could have got around Tom Green, uh, David Swallow, who's averaging about fifty. Um, <laughs> Will Power, who was also averaging about 50. Yep. Uh, Tom Power, who's not, not even playing. best 22 most yep. of the time. So that's the sort of the sort of thing that you could have got instead of uh, instead of picking Tom Green. And Jack Sinclair, directly below him in terms of the uh, ADPs, are Rory Sloan and Cam Rayner. <laughs> and, wow. and two above him was Lockie Ash. 
So, you know, those you're literally getting a 50-point bump on on, on those uh, those three guys if you went Sinclair instead of those guys. What makes me sick is I actually drafted Camarena. I've, I've since cut him, but oh, if I took him around that spot, I will be upset with myself. Well, I, I, I took Lockie Ash, and uh, he, he had a half-decent score on the weekend, but other than that, he's been pretty putrid in, oh, a, in a tagging role. Awful. Um, also wanted to mention in this category of uh, players overperforming, Dylan Moore. What a gun. He's one of the players I've truly enjoyed watching this year. Just seems to get goals at will um, up in the Hawthorne forward line, which we didn't think would work that well this year. Average draft position of 185, but he's the 13th ranked forward in the game. Do you think that's going to be able to continue for the rest of the year? Do you know what? I, I, I have a little bit I of kind of do. with like, ah. you know, all small forwards in general. Yeah, but it, it, I don't think he plays the, the natural small forward role. It's like he's not roving off at all. He, he, this is a play that's getting up to the half forward line. Almost like a slightly more developed version of Joshua Shelley. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he's been... <laughs> do you want to talk about Joshua Shelley? We can do that for the next hour if you like. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to drag this out. Ten words on Joshua Shelley? Um, Other than he gives me a boner? <laughs> he gives me the biggest boner since Eddie Betts. <laughs> <laughs> Had a year off on, on getting Crow's boners, and now it's back. Gross. Um, <laughs> Benny, we're down to one loop game this week. No Thursday night footy for the first time in a long time. Just one Friday night match. We do have games on the opposite side of the weekend with two Anzac Day fixtures, but uh, GWS v Saints, is there anyone that stands out as a handy loop option this week? No fucking idea. Haven't looked. Balls. Uh, Nick Haynes, for me, probably one. Uh, defender that people have, you know, drafted on his previous results, which might have been an average of about 75, but has not been living up to that. Uh, might be able to pull out a score. I don't know. Uh, Jack Higgins, I think, is now too good for the loop, but there are plenty of other Saints players that are, are sitting around that mid position. Something like a Tim Membry. Like, I yeah. would probably loop on a Friday night. You know, one of those key forwards that might go big. Max King, another one. If he kicks a bag of five again, hey, put him on the Dan, field. Dan Butler's the sort of guy that can do that as well. Yeah. Um, Jesse ben, Hogan. I mean, if we're yeah, staying in that yeah. category, Jesse Hogan has not been scoring that well. But play him off the bench. Who knows what you can get. Yeah. And I think it's the sort of thing where, where if you're if you're holding a guy who's injured, but he's not really best 22 anyway that's where you can start looking for these sorts of um you know week to week pickups there's no point in keeping um a guy who might only average 75 which is you know um probably better than what any of these guys are going to average over the whole season but if you can get your matchups right you can probably you know get 75 a week just by picking up and dropping these guys benny um while you're away in boston does Instagram get a little bit more of a run on your phone? <laughs> well, unfortunately, I did look, and international flights still don't have Wi-Fi. So I can't I, just mate, spend I, 15 hours scrolling. I, I wouldn't look at that stuff on, on the plane. Like People will take a video of you, you end up you know, trending online. But I'm, I'm just wondering <laughs> whether, you know, if, if you're sitting alone in your Boston room, I, and it comes down a, to I, scrolling... I nine days alone in a hotel room. Scrolling sorry. through your bevy of models on Instagram or... Joshua Shelley's feed, which one are you picking? Rochelle. You're a sick man. 
Stat. All right, head out of your pants, Benny. Stats. Let's do them. Uh, scores, I think, in general, were a little bit lower this week, but um, we we only had a few 1,600 scores. Uh, third on the list was uh, Cooked CL with a 1,637, Sullivan Gun uh, in Div 21 with a 1,665, and Rivers Rovers with a 1,692 was the highest this week. Now, Benny, you've just read out Todd Rivers' team, and you said pre-pod that you weren't going to do that. No, I, I'm the bigger man, and I, I thought, well, he's going well at the moment, so I, I uh, give credit where it's due. Okay. I, I just want to run an exercise with you. Please repeat after me. I, I love you, Todd. <laughs> I love you, Todd. Yeah, good. Well, let's see. Doesn't that feel nice to, to spread love <laughs> and warmth to, to people that... Anyway, uh, <laughs> Benny, lowest scores of the week. I'm, I'm really pleased with these lowest scores of the week because none of them seem ridiculous. So... Our lowest score was an 11.07, which means everybody set their team. Jacob, who got an 8.30 or something last week, he got an 11.21. That, that is, is like a 300-point improvement from Jacob. Now, maybe he didn't set his team again and his players on field just played better. But Jacob, yes, Jacob, on the improve. Good stuff, mate. I'm, <laughs> I'm really impressed with that. <laughs> and um, uh, third and, last? And Gav's, gun, Gav's guns rounded out the, the bottom three with a 11.44. But I'm, I'm actually pretty happy with those. They, they are not, um, not ridiculous. Uh, we always love to look at a lowest winner, Benny. Where is our attention turning to this week? Well, unfortunately, Jacob, even though he scored better, he still couldn't get the win. And, well, he features uh, in the lower. <laughs> he gave someone the lowest win of the week. Yeah. Um, Aussie. Aussie Oi. Um, had a 12.36 and managed to get over Jacob's team. Uh, let's look at our overall clubhouse leaders at the moment. What coaches are just braining it, hitting it out of the park? Well, we, we these coaches are all perennial high scorers. And uh, uh, Todd Rives Rovers is in third at the moment. Say it again. Um, Say the words again. Todd Rives Rovers. No, 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 no. The, 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 the other sentence we practiced together. I love you, Todd. Yes, great. Okay. Number two. Ross. <laughs> Ross, he's a good bloke. I like he's a, Ross. Yeah, Ross Troy. Uh, his team, Eskimofos, is in second. And Adam, Yoga Boy FC, I don't know Adam except for his name, but I imagine he's nicer than one of the people in the top three. A completely unproblematic top three, wouldn't you agree, Benny? <laughs> yes. Now, Crut has not submitted a lip service this week. I, I know the man is busy. Every time I um, talk to him about it, he, he says tomorrow <laughs> um, as uh, to when he could submit his lip service. Unfortunately, you know, we are recording now. And I put the call out once again to Coach Odin, uh, Benny, um, who is at the pub right now. And he said, oh, how long do I have? I said 10 to 15 minutes. He is, he, he's not gotten back to me. Do you think I should play the intro to this in the hope that by the end of that intro he has submitted? Well, I do, was you, do you want to hear his do you want to hear his intro using? I do, but I was half expecting him to, you know, just hear the echoey sounds of a um of a dunny that he's just ducked <laughs> off to to do the um to do the lip service and just screaming into his phone in the cubicle. I'd enjoy but, it. Um, yeah, so I'm 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 expecting that, or either that, or a very slurry walk home um, uh, voice message. But uh, I, I'm I'm confident we'll get something. We've got 34 seconds of intro. 
left to see whether he'll submit. Cause you had a bad beat, you're taking a loss, your team got beat at the end of the round. You say you got robbed, you tell me don't laugh, the late adjustment was a surprise. You had a bad beat, the scoring don't fly, you crash into earth and you really could cry. You had a bad beat, you had a bad beat. What I just realised, Benny, is that we're going to play the intro to lip service, but then I played the other Odin intro. It, it, it's all too confusing, and I'm running the podcast. I didn't realise that he actually had... Oh, no. Does he have his own lip service one? He probably needs one now, really, doesn't he? <laughs> I think that would be the straw that breaks cuts back <laughs> if I give Odin his own lip service intro. It might, it might fire him up a bit. He might come back with a vengeance. Well, okay. We'll we'll leave Odin to his own devices. Maybe he'll get one to us. But let's talk bad beats in the meantime, given that we've skipped over lip service. Uh, Benny, you've listed the highest loser of the week. It wasn't actually that bad this week. Um, Fifteen thirty-four was the highest losing score, which is um, and and That's he low. lost by forty-nine. Pet money spider. I mean, you know, fifteen thirty-four is a good score, but it's not something where you go, "Fuck, I really should have won." Um, with that, so. How, how you how you drewin? How you drewin? Um, you hitting on me right now with a fifteen eighty three was the um that was the the highest this week. Well, Benny, I actually want to share one here now. I did. I'm not using this to brag. <laughs> what what I want to say is, oh, you're th- not. This is a cautionary tale for every coach, um, and Coach Alistair, who I who I beat in Div Two this week copped a bad beat he should not have lost to me i scored a 1380 i beat him with a 1363 that's what alistair scored but here's the kicker i had a blank spot on the field now in 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 some of the keepers leagues that i i operate in if you leave a blank spot on the field you get the emergency right we know that that doesn't happen in shiva but here's the thing um, because of the the rampant Thursday and Friday night games last round, I, I played a couple of, of loops. I had Elliot Yo and Jared Berry in the center and utility spots. Both scored 65, middling, but I needed to use one of them. And I thought to myself, I will deal with that later in the weekend, right? Drinking Friday night, went out, drinking Saturday, missed the cutoff. The space was locked in. I could do nothing about it. I played one short and beat him. Um, and the thing is as well that I probably got lucky in the sense that I had Matthew Flynn on the bench as well, who scored a very respectable lady against Max Gorn and Luke Jackson, like props to Matt Flynn, but he was on my bench. I had Andrew Phillips on the field. who probably, mm, I mean, did he get like 30 odd. Well, he only got five because he got subbed off about 10 minutes into the game. Oh, so, <laughs> so I got Matthew Flynn's score and that probably won me the match as well. Given it that I don't, th- it definitely did. There's no way Phillips gets to seventy Six, or whatever yeah, it is. To that. Yeah, Phillips had scored under sixty. I would have lost anyway. Like yeah. it, there's a couple of things that happened that just threw me over the line in a very unexpected way. I'm sorry, Coach Alistair. I've lucked my way. Like I'm not playing well. Like in the in the stat run against Coach Odin, like I'm in chili favoritism for eating at the moment. Right. Um. I'm sixth on the table. Right at three and two. Uh, with 7,028 points scored. Um, Coach Tim Cordner, 
He's had one win for the season and scored at least 300 points more than me. <laughs> I mean, I'm just having one of those more than years. 10 words just quietly. I know, but like, I, I'm, I, it's to paint myself in a poor light. I'm not doing well, Benny. Um, the good part is I get Toby Green back this week. I drafted him and, you know, let's put him into the mix. So that is an improvement. But yeah, I, I'm going to need to improve or else losses are coming my way. Well, you've got plenty of time to do it. That's the uh, that's the good thing. Well, in the meantime, suck shit, Coach Alistair, because that, that's <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> that's what we've been waiting for. That's really funny, um, Benny. Okay, we'll wrap it there. We didn't get anything from Coach Odin, although I, I did see in the chat that you've prompted prompted him. Uh, when do you fly out to Boston? Friday morning. So I got to set all my teams by then. So any more late outs at Frio might uh, might screw me. Well, safe travels, Benny. We're not sure whether we'll get the chance to actually chat to you in the next couple of weeks, um, but I'm sure somehow you'll still stalk the Facebook Messenger group because you are genuinely a bloke with not much else going on in your life. <laughs> Thanks, mate. You're totally welcome. Um, hey, uh, I, I just want to mention this as well. Um, if I mean, you're, you're all listening to this right now on a podcast platform. Could you do me a solid, get in and subscribe to the, the Sandful Show or the SANFL Show for old school South Australians. Um, just give it a listen. Uh, it's the new product that I'm, I'm helping out with on SEN. Um, and uh, yeah, just getting podcast numbers up would be great for, for a show that's uh, just kicking off. Just, just check it out. Just dip your toe in. You might have actually created a show that has less listeners than, um, than Blast. the Sheep of Blast. Yeah. <laughs> SANFL podcast. The Sandful podcast, Benny. Stick with the oh, times, why is mate. It, why the fuck is it Sandful now? That's what I they want to go with. That's what yeah, the league wants. Why? Why, Mate, we're both over the hill. Let's just embrace what is new, what is great. Are the Gowans twins still uh, running around? They aren't. Not for the doggies anymore. No. I actually no, got that, logged it. That's I, about the last time that I followed uh, SNFL, unfortunately. I got, I got my young lad out to, out to the, uh, the bays. On Friday night, first time I've been to the Sandful in a couple of years, and I thought I'd better go if I'm talking about it each week. And uh, Crows kicked seven goals to none in the second quarter, up by 40 points at halftime. Glenelg kicked 10 unanswered goals in the third quarter, 60-point turnaround in a quarter. I know that's got nothing to do with uh, Shiva or fantasy, but bloody fucking remarkable quarter of football that was. To be fair, the Sandful is uh, is actually a really good standard Um I, before I had kids, I used to follow it pretty regularly and, and go to a few games a year. But, uh, yeah, that's fallen by the wayside, unfortunately. If I have a sm- limited amount of time, the crows are it, really. Be a good person. Subscribe to The Sandful Show. Give us some love here on the Shiva Blast as well and send Benny off with style. Uh, I'll be a little bit more organized next week. I've got a week of annual leave. Benny, you might not be here, but uh, send your bad beats in. If you want to beat Coach Odin's song on bad beats, send that in as well. I know your brother... Matty, the povo in the van, um, has a, a couple of extra songs he wants to try out to take the crown. Um, get it organised. Send it in and we'll have some more fun at the Shiva Blast next week. No worries. Good luck, mate. Benny, safe travels. Talk to you soon. It's another episode of the Shiva Blast. Shiva, 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 Hey!
Sometimes it's more important to yell random quiz questions than yell about the hawks that I don't even fucking care about. But I love you all anyway. And I'm gonna end up ranting about some shit on the Facebook page anyway. So you'll you'll hear from me. You'll hear from me.